Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey! Welcome to the show. It's the Get Your Happy On Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, man, before the show tonight, you know, uh, there's a lot going on out here in our society, right? And we can't control it. I want to give a big shout out to everybody, man, that's dealing with life on a positive level and a positive note. Because, see, it's geared for you to be negative. And we're just not doing that. Uh, Being negative doesn't fix anything. Stress is not your friend. And I understand that better than most. I had to go through a lot of things to get to this point. But I just want you guys to know that all of you guys that are being positive out there, that's not getting any credit or any recognition, I recognize you. And I'm giving you a big shout out. So keep keep being positive. That's the most important thing. Hey, I got one another little brother tonight. That's right. I got another little brother. And we're going to find out all about it. Because, see, he got some stuff that I don't know nothing about. But I'm going to find out because I'm going to ask these questions. Steve Smith. Not Smith. Steve Taylor. That's right. You got it. Yeah. Hey, man. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I, I watch you all the time and love what you do and what you say. And uh, so I'm just I'm just privileged to be here. Yeah. Well, Steve, let me ask you this here before we get started. Man, look, you got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about. <laughs> but I want to start. I want to go from the beginning because a lot of the people that watch the show, yeah, they they know your name. And they know you former Husker stuff. But I want to go back a little further, man. Where'd you grow up? You know, it, it's weird. I got to... Every story is unique, but I'm originally from Fresno, California. Fresno, okay. Born and raised. Okay. Uh, I spent 16 years of my life there. That's really where I was groomed in all sports, you know. Okay. Uh, I played with Tim McDonald, Icky Woods, a bunch of guys. Uh, the Icky Woods Shuffle? Icky Woods. That's my, we were we were in the running. We were running backs together. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tom, Tommy Goodwin, Keith Mitchell. I played baseball with those guys. But I was born and raised in Fresno. Never lost a game in Fresno. From what? Pop Warner all the way through my sophomore year. But anyway... The head coach that year took a job in San Diego okay, and uh, asked me to move in with him uh, to be his quarterback in Southern California, and that's where Marcus Allen went to school. And he said, you know what, you, you have more exposure, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so that's what happened. So I left Fresno, 16. Now, my mom was a secretary at the high school. Okay. She was going to get a job my senior year, and I was going to move back in with her and my, my little brother Alonzo was going to move. Alonzo was going to live together as a family as we already did, but... Anyway, so I moved and lived in the suburbs. I went from the inner city to the suburbs, uh, played two years in San Diego, and then I was recruited by Nebraska. So, And that's that's kind of what happened. People think I'm from San Diego, but I'm actually from Fresno. Uh, a lot of mixed emotions about there. You know, okay, I got you. Because my heart was Fresno, but I was from San Diego. How San far Diego. How far apart was those places? It's six hours. Oh, wow. It's six hours. I used to ride in the back of a pickup truck uh, going from San Diego to Fresno through the grapevine to go see my mom and them. For holidays, running back Tim Ruders and I, we had an offensive lineman and linebacker. So we used to ride in the back of a little two-seater pickup, and we used to drive back and forth from Fresno to San Diego to see our families and stuff. So wow. it was a little different experience, you know, but uh, in the end, it all worked out. Well, let me ask you this. Now, what other sports did you play besides oh, football? I played everything. I played basketball, baseball, football, soccer. Baseball was actually my first love. I played oh. that since I was seven years old. My uh, my older brother Ronald was a great baseball player. I was always told I would never be as good as him. But, but, uh, <laughs> actually, I was. But uh, that's what I was told. But no, baseball was my first love. And okay. uh, 
So I did that my entire life until I came to college. Uh, I was drafted by the Yankees out of high school. Oh, wow. Uh, I had a chance to play, but they, I had some options, so I, I didn't go that route. Uh, that's one of the regrets I, I have a little bit. But, uh, no, baseball was my first. I was, I was a good basketball player. I did it all. I mean, back then, we just we just played everything. We went from season to season. Right, We didn't right. have all these clubs and that kind of stuff. So I just I used to climb up on the, the, the hoop and put the put the net up, and I had my basketball. I mean, I, I was – I was a pretty good point guard, you know. I, it was fun. It was just fun. We just did everything. That's all we had to do in Fresno was to play sports, and uh, so that's that's kind of my story growing up. Well, let me ask you this now: when you when you got out of high school, I'm sure you had plenty of offers, but why <laughs> I, did you choose Nebraska? You know, because of you, man. Because oh, come I, on. No, this is the truth. I mean, I I have I think I have one of the better stories. Uh, I was going to football camp at Cal Berkeley going into my senior year. I was in the car with my coach, and he asked me, what school would I like to go to? And I mm-hmm. said, I want to go to the University of Nebraska. He said, fine. So when I get back, we're going to pick out you know, four or five of your best games, and we're going to send them off to Nebraska. I had just watched you guys in 83, 84, Orange Bowl, you, Turner Gill, Mike Rozier, all that guys, scoring explosion, all that stuff. And then Coach, coach Osmond went for two. Yeah. And then uh, I watched the following year when they played the Sugar Bowl against LSU with Doug DeBose, and uh, I was like – the offense, Turner was just so good how he ran that offense. And the offense alignment, crazy, crazy fans. Yeah. Uh, my coach's wife was from Wisconsin, the Midwest. So she always talked about, you know, the Midwest and playing in the cold and all that kind of stuff. Now, I should have thought about that twice. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, was always, I was always intrigued about that. So, uh, no, I came back and uh, he sent out the tapes to Nebraska. I got a letter like two weeks, two weeks later from Steve Peterson, which was a recruiting coordinator. Mm-hmm. And said, hey, we're only taking one quarterback in this class, and you're our, you're our guy. I mean, so I got wow. first pick. And wow. so I wanted them. They wanted me. And uh, so my whole recruiting experience was great. I verbally committed to them. But I did tell Coach Osborne I was going to take all my visits because I was literally in jail with my coach. I couldn't go out or do that kind of stuff. Right. So I took. I went to USC, Washington, UCLA, Colorado, Minnesota, you know, Cal Berkeley. And I just had a good time. I was wild. So I had, you, had a great you, time. you took the visits knowing you coming no, to Nebraska. No, I come to Nebraska. Nebraska was my first trip. So I got that out of the way. So that's the other four. I just, I just partied and had a good time. You know, let, let them wine and dine me a little bit. And Lou Holtz was the best at Minnesota. They offered me the world. That's, that's a true story. But, uh, no, so my experience was great. It, I, I mean, I got Nebraska. They got me. And it was, it was just a good fit. Now, when you got to Nebraska, coming from the West Coast, I know that first winter had to be an adjustment. It was. You know, but it's the summer, too. I mean, when I got, I came, Broderick Thomas and myself, and Lee, we were like the number two, number three recruiting class in the country. We had some big-time players. So, at that time, we came up early in the summer, which players really didn't do. Right, so right. So, I checked into the dorms, and we hung out, and it was hot and humid. I, I mean, I, I remember <laughs> sitting out in the courtyard in Harper Shram Smith with Gene Chili in just some gray shorts and a half cut up top, you know, at 12 o'clock at night, and it was awesome. I didn't know what was going to be coming. <laughs> I had an idea. I had an idea because I came up in in, in December when the brass was practicing for the for the uh, Sugar Bowl, uh, and they were out there on the turf and it was cold and everything. But when I first felt the cold air, I was in Denver. That was the first time I'd ever flown in my entire life. And I remember walking, flew into Denver, and I was walking you know, the carport or the, the when you're getting on the plane, right? And they had the plane, and you had the little little window, and you, I felt that cold air, and I was like. How could air just be so freaking cold? I thought I was in like a freezer, you know. So that's when I kind of got a eye awakening experience. But that, at that time, you're so young, you're so you, you're looking forward to everything. I, I never really saw snow 
experienced that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we did walk into the dorm, so it was quite the adjustment. My, my first year, it was, it was cold. Yeah, well, you cold. know, Steve, I I uh, did a little research on you, and man, you you had an amazing career in Nebraska. Well, thank you. Uh, if I remember correct, man, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I believe I saw something about All American. Yeah, I was lucky enough to do that. I made I made a few All American t- All American. You know, I talk to people all the time about this, and you guys, you and Johnny, you guys set the standard. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, when you're walking through those halls and you're seeing all the history in Nebraska, how many times they're ranked number in the top ten in the country, how many consecutive bowl games. When you're walking through those corridors and you see all those pictures, you see all the All-American pictures, you see the outlet, you see all those things. And we have players, we aspire. We want to win as many games as we can. We want to leave our legacy. We want to leave our mark. And at that time, in lockers, in the locker room, they had if you were All-American or whatnot, right? They had all this stuff on there. So when you go to that locker room every day and you see these things, you want to keep up that standard. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be one of the best quarterbacks I could ever be. It's hard to follow a guy like Turner Gill, but if I was half the quarterback he was, I, I, that would be okay with me. And um, that's where it all started. So, yeah, I was fortunate enough to make a few teams. You know, I beat out Troy Aikman, Rodney Pete, Steve Washington, guys like that. We had a pretty good class. You know, so I, I hope I left my mark here. Uh, we didn't win the national championship. We were close. But uh, we did some other great things, and uh, I think we did our part. And we helped Nebraska, like you did. We helped Nebraska win all those national championships that came later in the 90s. Oh, absolutely. You know, and a lot of the players today, I will honestly say, they don't, uh, they don't understand how important that was. Oh, extremely. You know, for – I mean, it was a building process. Absolutely. You know, and – I, I always try to tell people that, yeah, we may not have got it done because of, like you said, we went for two and all that, but still we was building something. It's the principle. It's the principle. Right. And uh, you guys would have been national championship. You kicked the field goal, you guys would have been national championship. Everyone right. knows that, right? Right. But the fact that Coach Osborne went for two was was amazing. And I, I talk about him because people talk about coaches all the time, and obviously he's in the Hall of Fame. But, Coach, and I, I use you as an example – Coach Osborne could relate to any kid. If oh, you're in the absolutely. inner city, if you're in the, if you're born in cornfields and I don't know uh, Seward or somewhere, uh, he could relate to you. Right. Uh, and he he had this thing about him where you just trusted him. Like when he right. recruited me, he said, "Steve, I promise you two things: you're going to play quarterback, and you're going to get a good education." Where yeah. all these other schools promised me all these other things, and he just he can relate to you. You just you just you just trusted him. And you know he, he and one another thing I always give him credit for that a lot of people don't 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 really pay much attention to is he had a a lot of personality types oh yes i mean and we're everybody's coming from different parts of the country and this you know this guy could just relate like you said he could make people from new jersey and people from texas people from iowa and he could make us mesh absolutely and i mean well once we got on the field we were one we're one you know and, and i admire him for that because Everybody was uh, all everything in high school. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I don't remember playing with somebody that wasn't all this or that in high school. Yeah. So when you get here and there's all these guys here from different places and everybody's good. Yep. How do you keep everybody here? Yeah. You and, know? You know, you, you you be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You do what you say you're going to do. Right. You know, because not all of us. You could have been All-American or Parade All-American, but you don't turn out to be that way. Oh, yeah. Or you could have been, you know, last on the list and you turn out to be someone. He treated everyone with respect and gave, I think, in my opinion, gave most people, gave everyone an opportunity to succeed or fail on their own merit. 
Well, you know, I, and that's all you ask for. I coach. agree with that because I look at the walk-on program yes. back then. Yeah. We had some walk-ons that end up doing big things. Absolutely. You know, and these guys weren't even recruited. Yeah. They just walked on and worked. They put in the work. And I I admire Nebraska football for allowing people to walk on at that time because at that time, like you say, it was always top ten or better. Oh, yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it was amazing. I mean, that run with the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and the 90s, it was unbelievable, and uh, like I said, when they won those championships, I felt part of it because we helped that cause, and you saw the growth in Coach Osborne, right? Uh, and, and everything schematically, um, scheme wise, and then also just recruiting certain players and doing certain things, and willing to, to make some really really tough decisions, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm proud of that what Nebraska was at that time, and it's a different time, different place, different era, you know. Change is inevitable. Right. No question about that. Right. But uh, I think a part of that collegiate sport spirit, unfortunately, has been lost, you know, with the NIL and the transfer portal and that kind of stuff. But yeah. it is what it is, you know. So yeah, um, just got to adjust to the time. Just got to adjust for it, you yeah. know. And uh, I support them and want them to do well. But, you know, I've kind of I, – I, I have officially passed the torch. You know, that's not my fight anymore. Right. You know, but uh, I'll be watching from afar and do what I can as a, as a former Husker. And we do have a phone call, Ricky, if you do want to get to it. Who from we the, got? I'm not sure yet. From the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. You want to take it now? Yeah, let me see what we got. You're on 93.7 The Ticket. Get your happy on with Ricky Simmons and Steve Taylor. Who is this? Hey, what's up, man? My name's Granny. How are y'all doing tonight? We're doing good, We're young good. man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. I'm I actually I'm I'm over here promoting y'all stream a little bit. I'm streaming as well, so hopefully y'all get a little bit of followers out of it. But I was calling to talk a little bit of football with you. Okay. Um, uh, mostly like uh, you know, modern NFL. I'm a Jaguars fan, so I know what depression is. Okay. And um, <laughs> I think that we're looking really good this year. I think that we're a top five team. I don't know what y'all think about that. Well, personally, uh. Is that the the long haired guy? Is that who Trevor Lawrence plays? For? Yes, yes. I yeah. think yeah. I think they're 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 definitely showing progress. Oh, definitely. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they had a huge run last year. They yeah, just, they, they did. Just got, they got to build off that. So I don't know what they did to draft or whatnot, but uh, they they got a stud quarterback uh, to get some people around them, and they're making progress every year. So it was they could be like the Baltimore Ravens? I don't know. I mean, they're they going well. Def- we well. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Ricky. Go I ahead. didn't mean to step on you there. Go ahead. Go ahead, young man. Um. I, well, what I was going to say is I don't know if you knew that last year we put we got Calvin Ridley yes. because he was on that suspension. Right. So he's going to be from starting Atlanta. for us next year. Yeah, I think y'all got him from it from the Falcons. We we did because he got caught up in that betting scandal, which I think is a little <laughs> bit of BS in yeah, my opinion. Well. But you know, you should be able to bet on yourself. I, I, again, that's what they did to Pete Rose and, <laughs> and everybody concept. else. They're, they're trying to do that yeah. to him. But yeah. you should be able to bet on yourself. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I try to stay away from those topics because, yeah. you know, I understand the uh, severity of it. But you know what? I really appreciate you calling in, man. That means a lot. So keep listening, and we're going to try to keep putting stuff out there that makes it interesting, okay? All right, hey, can I can I say one thing? Everybody that's listening right now, go follow ninety three seven the ticket man on on Twitch, y'all y'all give them a, a subscription and a follow. Appreciate that, man. That means a lot. Thank you. You know, I will just to piggyback on that, uh, and I know I don't want to get too emotional here and break down and cry because my my mother just passed away last week. I'm sorry but, for uh, your loss. Yeah, man. but uh, you know, depression is huge. I, I get depressed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not when I, I'm not using that loosely. 
but mm-hmm. I, I do get depressed and uh a lot of a lot of players really don't talk about the magnitude of that right you know um and I say that in the fact that um in the winter times it gets long if business not going well and or something like that or you know things in your life you know, I, I I go in a room and shut the lights off and just go to sleep early and lay in bed and curl up and stuff because we do get depressed um as a quarterback, you're always constantly, as an athlete, you're always constantly being compared to who was the best, who was the greatest. And we all wanted to, we all wanted to have a Tom Brady career, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so we feel like, I know I didn't fail, but I didn't, I didn't accomplish the things I, I totally wanted to accomplish. Right. And you're always constantly being judged and being compared to who was the best, who did this, who did that, you know, who's the greatest of all time and all these things. So, you know, um, you get depressed about that. Yeah. You, you get depressed about some other. If, if I don't, if not, if I'm not golfing very well, my golf game was in the crap for. Well, a if that's years. the case, I stay depressed. <laughs> you know, but my, my point is this: yeah. that you know, we we need to talk more about that, more about that as athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately for me, I I, I I bounce back from it. You know, I'm not in that mode a long, long period of time. I I go out and I listen. I, I, your words of inspiration, encouragement, encouragement that you put on Facebook and social yeah. media. Those things help, you know, so keep doing that. Oh, I um, will. And I'm a positive person, you know, just in general. But I do have my moments of depression, and uh, you just got to fight through it. So it's a very serious thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think as athletes, we, we need to talk more about that because we think we got to be so tough, so robust, and, you know, we can handle anything, right. you know. But uh, we have issues as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know anyone in the world that doesn't. So the main thing is to try to stay focused on the positive the best you can. Yes. And that will help at least give you some another way to look at life. I mean, I understand depression is what it is, and I'm not trying to downplay it. But I just look at, when I look at the positive things in life, mm-hmm. I can always find something to be upbeat about versus being down about. Absolutely. So that's just me personally. But Absolutely. I, I try to encourage everybody just to look at things from a different light because I think society has designed a lot of things for us to look at things negatively, but they give so much attention to negativity, yeah. it's almost like it's popular to be negative. Yeah. But I'm trying not to do that. I tell you, that's true, because people always want to want to put me in a box uh, just because I played sports and what we did, and I talk about sports, but I don't really follow a lot of sports. Uh, right, I don't really watch right. a lot of basketball. I mean, I watch the, I watch the important stuff. Right. But I right. couldn't tell you who was drafted, who who they signed as a recruit, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, I just kind of do my own little thing, but they want to put you in a box. You know? Oh, yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't really allow people to do that. And... Um, Although sports was a huge part of my life, my world didn't revolve around sports. You now, know, so, speaking of um, that, now, how much time we got? We got a little time left? Uh, yeah, we got. We can go uh, now or otherwise we got about five minutes. So if you got a question, go for yeah, it. Yeah, let me ask you one more question, man. Uh, when, you, when you left Nebraska, yes. you, where did you go? You know, it, it's interesting, right? Because uh, after my senior year, I was rated in the top five quarterbacks. like got Rodney Pete. Troy Aikman, Steve Walsh, myself, and, and, and a guy from Northern Arizona. And I was approached by the scouts saying, that, hey, Steve, if you declare yourself as an athlete, you're going to be drafted in the first two rounds. That's just what they said. You'll be drafted. If you say you will switch positions, you will be drafted in the first two rounds. And I was like, that's cool. I said, but um, I'm a quarterback. You know, I, I knew what we did at Nebraska wasn't a pro-type offense, but I could throw the football, and I could run, and I was only six feet tall. Canada came to me and said, hey, which was the Edmonton Eskimos, which is like the dynasty of the CFL, which is like the Dallas Cowboys and whatnot. I was their number one choice, and they threw some money my way. 
And obviously, I could play quarterback up there. Warren Moon played up there. And I didn't know Warren Moon had to win five Grey Cups in order to go to the States. Right? <laughs> a little different time. And that the head coach took the job down there. But I knew that Warren Moon played in Canada and went to went to the USFL. I mean, went to went to the NFL. So uh, at that time, I used that as leverage with the NFL to get as much money as I, I as I could from Edmonton Eskimos. Now. I was invited to go to combines. I had my ticket to go to combines, but my agent at the time, high school coach turned agent, said, "No, don't go. Just use this as leverage to get more money from Canada." So I went that route. So I negotiated a contract with the Edmonton Eskimos, a multi-year, four-year deal, made a little bit of money, set me up a little bit, and um, I was happy. And I thought I'd go up there and play four or five years, and then go to the states. Now, I was still drafted by the Colts. A lot of people don't know that. I had signed a four-year deal like in February, March, and I was still drafted in the NFL. Huh. I didn't even go to combine. I never even worked out or tested for any professional team. And, and, I, was, and I was still drafted. How many players want to be drafted, right? Right. And we had more rounds at the time, but still someone wasted a draft pick on me, and I, I was locked up for four, four years or so. I wow. mean, I, that's kind of a neat little thing. I tell people that all the time. Because they say, why didn't you go to the NFL? I was like, I could have gone to the NFL. And I probably could have played. I would have played in the NFL. But I just chose to go a different route. You know, so that was my story. So I ended up playing up there. Um, signed a good deal. I, Unfortunately, I played behind some good quarterbacks like Tracy Hamlin's in the Hall of Fame. Doug Flutie is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. My opportunity never really came like that. But we went to three great cups. We won one. I played eight, nine, played eight years. Could have played another four years. But I decided to retire and, and go into real estate here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So that's kind of my story, you know, okay, uh, okay. and it, I can't complain. No, no. <laughs> because it worked out okay. It sounds like but, a really good deal. But, you know, but, you know, do I have a Super Bowl ring? No. Do I actually play in the NFL? No. But uh, so that's kind of my story. Well, hey, look, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back with Steve Taylor, man. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> 